There's a story which might have caught your eye this week. Who was the mysterious hospital facilitator? It comes from a just-published report from the government finance watchdog, the Public Accounts Committee. Apparently, they found it as tough as the rest of us do to find out who actually facilitated meetings of that key panel of islanders. You know, the ones who helped set the criteria to choose the site of the new hospital. Actually, we don't know who those islanders were either. Transparency and process. Welcome to the Politics Disassembled podcast with me, James Filial, and this week's guest, PAC Chair Deputy Inna Gardner. What else did her panel decide about those so called deliberative bodies? As well as the hospital, we've had one on assisted dying, climate change, mental health, and the care inquiry. The climate change panel ended up costing a lot more than originally forecast. They seem to be the government's go-to technique for handling sensitive subjects. But how are they set up? What's their process? And do they deliver value for money? Those were all questions posed by PAC. So let's see if they were able to get any answers to those particular questions. Deputy Gardner, welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon. Now, let's take a step back. Um, Previously, uh, Jersey had an elected states assembly. Um, those were the people elected to consider the decisions that people wanted them to consider. They voted for them election time. It was known as the States' Assembly. Why do we need another deliberative body? I think it's a really good question, and it's really important for us, for me personally, to engage with public. As a politician, I can hear not once, oh, you don't consider public opinion, you don't listen to the public. And the question is, what are the ways to listen to the public. Public input, public engagement, public opinion on a big or even smaller project policies issues is really important. It's important for us to know, to have like representative sample of the public and what public thinks. And we start to explore different ways to engage with public. And one of these options, one of these ways, it's uh, citizens assembly, citizens jury, citizens panel. I think all four citizens' panels, assembly, jury were experimental. We've learned different way. And now it's about time to stop, to look back, to evaluate and to decide what lessons can be learned and how we're taking it forward. Okay, so I I understand that. It's another way of you hearing what people are saying. But it it is a bit more complex than, than that as well, isn't it? Because doesn't it become quite difficult for you as an elected politician to potentially go against what one of these citizens' panels said. So in some ways, it's a, it's a shoehorning of the state's assembly. You're being pushed down a road because someone will say, well, look, the citizens' jury wants this, so you can't go against it. First of all, we can listen, we can hear. It's not a decision. It's a list of recommendations, and politicians need to consider them. This is public opinion. And we might accept it 100% because it's exactly what it is. At the same time, we might can go back to the public and say, you suggested this. This is the research, extra research being done by us. This is the finance implications. And this is 
how we can see it. But and we need to have this conversation between us and the public ongoing. We need to be transparent how we make our decisions and what it's based on. Okay, we're going to tuck into that word transparency quite a lot, I think, in this interview. <laughs> but let, let's just step back slightly. I mean, maybe I'm slightly old-fashioned on this, but politicians for years have spoken to their constituents on the phone or email or whatever. You know, you have surgeries, you've come from one this morning. Um, you talk to the people that elect you, you listen to the media, you hear phone-ins, you read letters in the paper and all that sort of stuff, right? So you hear all of that. Why do you need this formalised process of a deliberative body to add yet another layer of consultation in Jersey? It's really a really good question because I think we all have our groups that we speak to. Like most of the people who attend my surgery... And I've learned from every surgery from my parishioners, but they most were from elderly population of Jersey. As a mother of six-year-old girl, I have uh, lots of social engagement with mothers uh, from six, ten, whatever years old girls or boys. Um, I engage on social media, but not everyone is going to social media and expressing their opinion. I try to engage with youth and I connect it to the youth clubs. But if the Citizens' Assembly arranged it the right way and the Sortition Foundation, at least what we found through our report, they took representations from age groups and proportion into the population, we might have more round opinion okay. more included opinion again so it's more structured um in more in inverted commas professional i mean I, I don't mean that quite as it comes across but it's more structured more professional market research effectively to tell you more about what people want but that necessarily adds cost and it adds bureaucracy which i think is where we're going to get to next yeah. is it worth it well it's a small island right it's a small uh, group of people that um, you know you're representing is it really so hard to understand what they want i think it depends on the issue and this is what was mentioned in our report because we need to be very clear on objectives we need to be very clear what outcome we are expecting we need to be clear what we're investing timeline because as you can see from the report one of the panels was just under five thousand when another panel was several hundreds and i'm sure that it somewhere should be in the middle and we did mention in our report that we found one of the most successful panels from okay. management point of view well, let, let's let's go into the actual sorry so we'll, we'll kind of come from the, the very sure. general point we'll come come into the actual report let's i, I want to pick up Put firstly, this this point about the the mysterious hospital facilitator. Obviously, that's a tag that we've used. That's not not one that you used. You know why is why is that important? Why does it even matter that we don't know who facilitated the citizens panel on the our hospital project? I mean, I'm sure there were some people who say, well, you know, you know, we don't really care, but it is important according to your report. You're really pushing it. So why? On other panels, when you who are who are facilitators, so we can understand their professional backgrounds in specific areas to lead the panel. So we can make an opinion. Are we it's, it's all about how public trusts the outcome of the panel. If we would we'll be transparent, this is what we discussed. 
for example, for the Citizens uh, Assembly for Climate Change, you can go online, you can see presentations of someone on YouTube or some in writing form. You can see the titles of the professors from X universities. You can say, interesting information. I would read this information. I will learn about it and I will make my opinion and I might get to the same recommendation or I might to get different recommendations. At least public can connect and understand what's happened and who led it is the facilitator is important that we know that he or she facilitator was the people were professional in their areas right, but you've asked and you've been told we're not telling you we are looking for the response for our recommendations because if you can see the recommendation one of the recommendation we're asking to make it public uh, one of the reasons that we didn't want that the facilitator will be influenced, and we can understand, but now facilitator cannot be influenced. The work's done. Work's done. So we'll wait another five weeks. We'll get the uh, executive response to our recommendations. And the reason you've been given is because it's personal information, just just so everyone understands that. You've asked, uh, you, like your formal panel, it's not anyone else, it's a formal government panel asking, and you've been told you're not having it because it, it's no, personal it was very. It was very long conversation around the hospital panel about the minutes, about who was the accountable officer and who was the... This panel was worked differently. Okay, so let's explore that. Why, why was that different? Why was the hospital panel separate from the other four? Because you're quite clear in your report about that as well. It's a bit of an outlier. To be an outlier, I wasn't sure, I, we cannot get to the bottom why the decision was taken to take it from strategic policy planning and performance department because it's SPPP. I'll call them SPPP because it's every time really long name, strategic policy planning and performance. So three other panels were run by this department. So the department was involved in administration, organization, facilitation. So they were accountable for three other deliverances bodies because not all of them were panels. Two of them were connected to the policy and one of them connected for very specific tasks. So it's not just the policy. The hospital panel, citizens' uh, hospital panel, were not facilitated by this department. And when we first send our first request, we were directed by from the DG as triple P saying it's not us, it's the infrastructure. So we went to the infrastructure and DG from the infrastructure said I wasn't at the place, it wasn't really us, but I would answer question because I know lots of information. So we gone back to interim CO, which was also not at that time at his job. Um, and slowly we got information that we presented in the report. But what was clear, there was some different organization around this panel compared to others. Why? Good question. I think because it's uh, run by the, our hospital and it was political oversight group and they wanted to be, then they were criticized that they didn't consult the public. I think it just stayed with our hospital team. Because there were two other elements in your report. We'll, we'll finish with this particular part of it in a second. But there were two other parts of it, which was that you mentioned the interim CEO, Paul Martin. He said he didn't know, according to your report, what his officials were doing to support that group. That's reported, you know, that's, exactly. that's in your text. You know, so even the interim CEO didn't know what the officials were doing. And then you had this rather bizarre paragraph where you, you were saying that um, some of the very senior civil servants who were involved with the panel 
uh, they said they were working with this sortition foundation to put people on it. And then the sortition foundation said, actually, no, we weren't. We weren't doing anything. So you had these two confl- completely conflicting um, views of how the panel were put together. I think that Jashon is general confusion or trail of the management. And it's always about the governance and management. The conflicting information, I assume, came from just confusion because uh, the person who was not in charge and department was not in charge being asked to answer our question to the best of his knowledge. And because Sortition Foundation was involved with two other panels, that anyways, I think it was the whole process uh, that we clearly said okay. was not such so, so you're using the word confusion for that so um, I mean are, are we being unfair is is that tainting the rest of the city if, if that one panel was confusing were the others confusing too or was this no, just I think this that there is more a, confusing no it was not confusing about the panel the panel was uh, run they have their terms of reference their terms of reference change on the third according to the minutes was finalized on the third meeting which I sh- from my perspective shouldn't happen Three other panels run by a Department for Strategic Policy Planning and Performance. And it was very structured. Uh, there are some frameworks needs to be put in place. We definitely suggested to create a toolkit and to take the lessons from the panels. Uh, yes, there was some financial oversight, and I'm sure that it can be put right um it's really important that we will use example of other panels to learn lessons and to make sure that it's all in place for the next so not not the our hospital panel that's not something you want to repeat no it's not an example it's uh, if you're talking about transparency governance uh, admin management uh, it, it, it wasn't there it wasn't good enough is is that what you're saying we'll put words in your mouth is that what you're saying what we are saying that uh, this panel is the administration of the panel and creation of the panel leaves so many questions that we are struggle to answer. All right, let's jump into the budget point because you raised that as well. So this was uh, what you're referring to. There is the budget for the climate change panel. Uh, I know that's not the exact title, but everyone knows what I mean. The climate change panel, um, and that was con- that went considerably more than you were told. Why was that? The explanation that we received that as uh, they progress, they realise that they need to uh, attract and to have more experts in the area to deliver report, which include all necessary information. So the scope gone bigger than they mission anticipated. Creep, so mission creep. And maybe, but what we are thinking, and this is why our recommendation coming, it's that it should be clear understood the overall aims, objectives, and intended outcomes of each delivery body before the budget will be finalized. Um, also, to be fair to the citizens' assembly. When we see 394, whatever was published in the report, it, there are two parts that they reported together. And when we question it, actually it was two different projects that came into one. And both of them, I think, necessary. I'm not criticizing the content. I think 
One of them is climate conversation. It's engagement with the public and bringing public, and there is lots of activity was done, and somehow the budgets came together because it came together from the same place. So the panel itself cost the hundred ninety when we anticipated just above hundred, and the total cost it's included several projects. If you read through the numbers in the report, mm-hmm. there is a separation. But that's still double. If you're talking a hundred to hundred ninety, it almost double. Absolutely. And this is what we found that, for example, and we're not saying what's right or wrong, but was important to notify that some people on this assisted dying jury panel, jury, they were unpaid when on climate change they were paid and difference were in thousands. It was so for the climate change panel, it was just under 20,000. Yeah. Uh, and again, we, we noticed the differences. We are now questioning how the decision was made and why the decision was made. And going forward, it needs to be, the decision should be made before we are going into the process. All right. So we, we keep coming back to this word transparency. Um, how, how would you improve that? Because from what you've said in this conversation, there are serious issues around the transparency of parts of this process. Would you, would you agree with that, firstly, as a characterization? And if so, what do you do? I think public needs to be informed in, on various media in various ways, and it needs to be clear, communicated, and explained to the public how the selection methodology works, how people were selected, because not once I've been asked, oh, this panel was more for the climate change or more for the assisted dying. And, this. and when I send people, send the links and send the representation, people can look and read. But it was very difficult to find. It wasn't published on the front page of GEP how the selection process worked. And I think it's really important explain to the people how the sortation worked, how people was recruited, what was presented, what themes people considered. It's not just to publish, it's important to publish on gov.ge website. We even suggested to have a separate uh, place for this panels, juries, assemblies as an engagement. So people know where to look. It's in one place. Um, And it's about transparency. What was discussed? What was presented? How decision was made? At the end of the day, we are speaking with the citizens, to the citizens, and this is presented as public opinion for our consideration. And if public can see it, can see the process transparently, they can trust or not trust, but this is their choice. At least they have something to consider. Look, simple question. Do you, do you think this experiment has worked? I think it does. I think it does. Uh, I do... I do welcome the way participants uh, engage because people who participated, they did contribute, they did engage. They give their time, they give their thoughts, they connected and um, and it's really important to provide to islanders this opportunity to speak, to engage. How? We need to really create this toolkit. We need to tidy. We need consistency. What was missing, I think, it's consistency. But because it was experiment, now we're at the place to make it consistent and clear going forward. Okay. Deputy and the Gardener, thank you very much.
Deputy Gardener, Chair of the PAC. Thanks for your comments. And that's the Politics Pod for this week. We'll be taking a break next week and then back the week after as we build up to the Big Island Plan debate with close to 100 amendments. It's going to be a blast. You can subscribe to the pod. It's completely free. Do that in all the usual pod places. And if you're feeling particularly charitable, go on, push the boat out, purge yourself, give us a glowing review. In today's data-driven world, it really all does make a difference. Mark Cox from the CI Co-op is on our sister news podcast this week. He's talking about the price of fish, or the price of food anyway, so check that one out. It's all available now on bailiwickexpress.com. And of course, that's the website you need. Where else would you want to go for your news, your features, analysis and investigations? That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. See you in a couple of weeks.